keys past the megaphone I shouted on the count of three Welcome to episode 126 of Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis. And today I want to talk to you a little bit about the future of computing. You've heard me talk about ubiquitous access uh, on a regular basis, just how easy it is to access technology. And without much trying, people can find access to a hotspot or to Wi-Fi um, broadband or, or something like that easily if you're really searching for it and find it free, you have public access. But today I wanna to talk about ambient access, ambient computing and what that means. So when I say ambient computing, think about interfacing with a computer without ever really knowing or thinking about it. So I got a brand new car, it's a 2021, and an example of this is that the lights automatically go from bright to dim if I'm driving on back roads based on when a car passes me. I never have to do it myself. Also in that car, I have, um, I can set my temperature for the whole car or for part of the car and the car will adjust to that temperature, uh, turning the fan higher or lower on one side or the other based on what I need at that time. It also has the way to sense when I'm about to uh, maybe hit a car in front of me so it would break and um, prevent that from happening. Reminds me when I'm in a line and the car in front of me moves. So what it does is it's creating some efficiencies for me that help me in my everyday life and i don't really even have to think about it so the goal of ambient computing is a desire to decrease the friction between the user and the ultimate goal so for instance it's decreasing the friction of me having to manually turn my brights on and off um, when I pass someone or, and we all know we've passed someone who forgets to do this. So it's mechanically doing that for us. We're going to see more of that type of thing in our future. I believe voice assistants are an early example of ambient computing in that we aren't speaking into a device, but into our surroundings for results. So the next level of this in the home might be that when I wake up in the morning, I put my feet hit the floor and I'm greeted with good morning. And then I'm given the weather expectations for the day because I'm going to get dressed. So then when I'm ready, I walk into the kitchen, I gather my keys and I'm reminded of any appointments I might have for the day for my compute, commute and not even asking about it. It just comes. And let's just say I then get into my car and I'm given a traffic update for my particular path to work. Um, so the devices that we have now, the voice assistants, I can do all those things already, but I have to ask that assistant when I get to the room. Um, that is just a, a, the beginnings of ambient computing. I think the future will be where I won't even have to ask. It will sense that I am in a room and it's going to answer. So what could that, that, that might seem hocus pocus to you, but, um, it's happening and it's going to happen even more to we where we have more ambient ubiquitous connection and there's pros and cons to this there's helpfulness in it but there's also privacy concerns um, if i think specifically for a school setting 
I start thinking about what it look like in terms of how it could be helpful in the school setting. So let's say I get in the classroom, I start my day, I take the role, and when the student says here, I'm not putting it into a system. The uh, whatever vo assistant there is, computer assistant that's in the classroom, actually recognizes each child's voice and it, they know it knows based on its uh, voice imprint whether that student is there or not and it updates the information system the student information system for me or perhaps you're in the classroom the students are working and the um voice assistant or i'm calling it a voice assistant it's probably going to be called something else by this point but the assistant reminds the teacher of something that this teacher normally does during the day but maybe they've left it out because it's listening and it knows what what's supposed to be going on so maybe it's a uh, Miss Davis, remember you have art right now, uh, which gets the teacher back on track. Perhaps it's a certain time of the day, the assistant knows that it's going to be working with four kids in the back of the room. So the assistant speaks up and says, um, John, uh, Bobby, Cindy, and Sue, I need you to come to the back of the room to work for math, on your math problems. So it's becoming another assistant in the classroom and it's creating an efficiency for the teacher because the teacher is not, no longer having to tell the assistant to do something in order to get it done. It's taking out that interface for the teacher, uh, the daily interface, because the teacher has set it up for it to be knowledgeable for the future. Or maybe it looks like, um, think of it like a student with special needs and the assistant is picks up on the fact that based on emotion in the student's voice or the loudness of the student, that there needs to be a way for that student to de-escalate. So the assistant says, hey, um, Cal, I want you to come to the back of the room, and then it helps them through some breathing exercises. I do believe, as hocus pocus as this seems, these simple things are just the tip of the iceberg of what we will see in ambient computing as it moves forward. So, as I said, we've got some issues there with student privacy, and I do believe wholeheartedly that the privacy issues that we're going to face have to be talked about and the laws have to be changed in order for this type of thing to happen because the value that it's going to bring is going to be greater than the risk that it puts out there. So even though this is ubiquitous and um, ambient in that you're just talking into a space, I think you're, there's still going to have to be a way to protect that personal identifiable information that a school system can use it for the future. Um, I, if you've ever seen the movie, it came out many years ago. It was a Disney movie called Smart House. And I see that somewhat like this. We were, we're going to have smart classrooms where it's going to these assistants will help the teacher in managing the day-to-day -day of the classroom so that the teacher can spend more time 
just on one-on-one and small group instruction with particular students. I think that we're going to see the assistants actually leading some instruction that has been embedded by the teacher into that assistant. So at a certain time of the day or in a rotation, it's going to know exactly who is in their group uh, based on a voice imprint. The, the assistant will say who's here, the student will say its name, and they'll know, the assistant will then know immediately what, what best needs to be done for that student in that space right that moment. So maybe it's a um, math, going over some math that they're struggling with where they see gaps in learning, or maybe it's a um, spelling that they need to be working on or a paper that they need to be writing on. But that assistant will know where they are based on a dashboard that goes across all of the things that they do for that classroom. And think of that as a single sign-on opportunity that gives access to these assistants to really be helpful um, for those students. And then the teacher has the opportunity to see what's going on, walk around, and help that student. This may seem like this is so far away but I honestly believe we are not that far away from this being a reality in both our homes, our workplaces, and in education. Ambient computing is a way for us to access information and to take care of day-to-day things in our lives in a way that brings ease to our lives. Anytime we cause less friction in our lives, the more we can focus on the things that are most important. This is Julie Daniel Davis, and I'm signing off.